Welcome back to Late Night Lately. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere late night podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. All right, we have a monologue. Let's get to it. The comic strip Dilbert has been dropped from newspapers across the country due to creator Scott Adams' racist comments about how white people should stay away from black people, which is strange considering nobody wanted to be near Scott Adams in the first place. Is anyone clamoring to be with the same mediocre white guy who worked in a mediocre workplace, then created a comic strip about a mediocre white guy in a semi-wacky workplace? He's been through two divorces. Even his ex-wives were looking to get away from him. And no wonder the guy's a trained hypnotist the only person looking to back him up is none other than twitter's serial killer and guy who names his babies by sneezing and pounding on the keyboard elon musk it's a nice long one for you the white house recently set a 30-day deadline for removing tiktok from federal devices due to concerns about chinese surveillance leaving the only way china can spy on government workers is that little bug donald trump left in the oval office it says a picture of a hamburger or something. So hopefully I put a Big Mac right here. You're missing if you're not watching the video. You're really missing out. Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania officially claims the company's worst box office drop since The Eternals, having lost 69% of its revenue in uh, the second weekend. And funnily enough, Ant-Man also loses 69% of something else when he shrinks down. That's a good. I like that one. That's a fun one. That's right. Ant-Man 3 has had uh, the worst second weekend box office performance in Marvel history, leaving the writer surprised about bad reviews. But at least he can finally take a stab at directing the next DC tentpole. Yeah, it says James Gunn photo in the margins. I'm going to tell you all the machinations of this. And finally, AMC Theaters is set to sell packaged versions of its popcorn in Walmart stores just in time for the Oscars. If you really want to get the theater experience at home, Walmart is also bundling in teenagers making out loudly, <laughs> babies that were brought into R-rated movies, so that you pour directly onto the floor, and that guy wearing a trench coat who came to see Magic Mike XXL by himself. Now, the reason I laugh so hard at teenagers making it out loudly is because when I wrote that in my head, all I saw was just like teenagers and like kissing their <laughs> just so loud. That's a monologue. All right, let's move on to this week in late night. This week in late night. Big week. Everybody's back. We can finally do a show again. I took a week off because there there are too many people off, and I just, quite frankly, needed to take a uh, Nick take a week off because uh, I didn't want to make up an episode out of nowhere. And now I sound better because the mic is near my face when I'm delivering those uh, monologue jokes and <laughs> <in> quotes. <laughs> I I just thinking I just thinking I gotta deliver these jokes instead of delivering directly to the mic, but. Who knows how it sounds now? I mean, I can see on the waveforms it sounds way different. True or false, I had to restart the episode because I delivered those jokes uh, and I messed one up. I messed up the very first joke. True. And I did some I did some placement with my notes and moved the notes under the camera so it looks like I'm looking at the camera. We're looking directly at the camera so I'm looking off screen. All right, let's get into it. This week in Late Night... We have a brand new guest host, obviously, for The Daily Show. It's Hassan Minhaj. Minhaj. Hassan? Hassan Minhaj. He, uh, he recently, in the last couple of years, uh, took to interviews to, to talk about his last name and how it's Minhaj, not Minhaj. That's how people have been. <laughs> that's how people have been pronouncing it. 
<laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Oh my god, that like, like wasn't meant to be a joke. It was just I just said it by accident. Panipal. But it sounds like I'm making fun of his name. What was that? Hassan comes hosting the Daily Show for a week, returns to his roots uh, where he initially he originally was, and that's where people got his name. Uh, unless you watch stand up, which I think I think more people came to a stand up after the fact. Also, I think he released King Homecoming King. That was his first one. Uh, that when he left the Daily Show. He returns to The Daily Show, and the first thing he did on Monday was get into an argument with Ronnie Chang about being Asian. Uh, it was a great piece of uh, comedy in the, in the uh, monologue where the two of them just had a back and forth about how uh, 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 Ronnie Chang made a comment about Rishi. Is it Rishi Sinek? Who is the, uh, yeah, I think it's Rishi Sinek. Rishi Sinek. I, I, I like it's crazy how much news I know and how much I retain. It is, in fact, Rishi Sunak, who is the uh, British prime minister right now uh, and and how he's and how he's not uh, Asian uh, and, and uh, uh, even though he's Indian, which means he is technically Asian. Uh, and and uh, Hassan and, and Ronnie have a great conversation about that, a great back and forth, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, but then the next thing that happens uh, then uh, in that same episode, Hassan has a an interview with um, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, look at me, I'm I'm Chuck and Shaq from Inside the NBA. I can barely pronounce something, and it's a whole bit of comedy. I say that like it's a joke, but it's a. I, th- I think that show is very funny. Uh, and <laughs> I th- I think those guys are very uh, good at what they do. I mean, in fact, you know, we'll get into this right now. Uh, so uh, uh, he had a, he had a conversation with Giannis, and and the last bit of the conversation was uh how Giannis is so nice and so genuine and he never talks smack about people and Hassan wanted uh wrote a bunch of Hassan and the team of writers at the Daily Show wrote some zingers some burns that Giannis can use to uh, against LeBron and and uh and Kevin Durant and other other big name um uh, uh, NBA stars which is it's very windy outside so if you do hear like creaking there is the wind is pushing against my balcony door, uh, and, and it was. I think, in fact, it was a great interview, uh, just led by a great interviewer, and 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 has a, he has a great uh, person to talk to, uh, and it was it was a very funny bit. All right, no one thinks anything of it. The next day, uh, Skip Bayless and uh, and, uh, and and Shannon Sharp over there at uh, uh, Fox's Fox Sports is. Um, Pardon me. No, that's not ESPN. Oh no! What is the show that Skip and Shannon? It's called. I think it might be called Skip and Shannon. Skip and Shannon undisputed. <laughs> Jesus, I know Rishi Sinek though, so that's good. Skip and Shannon uh, undisputed. Uh, Skip Bayless brings out for a segment uh, the Giannis interview, but he doesn't include the interview portion. He only includes. The, the 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 zinger section the burn section and then that's it he doesn't there's no context around it and he kind of he looks down on Yanni's like Giannis why are you doing this why are you talking bad about these other people you should look at their numbers and and things of that nature uh but Hassan used that to his to his uh uh, uh benefit when he when he takes to something that I, I wish the daily show would do more often because I do think that 
uh, with Trevor, these were great, the behind-the-scenes stuff. But now that we have these new guest hosts, I would love to see their takes on things. Uh, I mean, because I, I, I can only guess that they're talking to the audience. But Hassan got a uh, after-the-cut uh, uh, for for the on the Daily Show's YouTube channel, so he got a, he got a six uh, minute segment talking about how uh, Skip Bayless and the meat and just and just the general idea, which I which I hate this term of the media, uh, take things out of context and blow it up and and try to uh, essentially attack the target for no good reason, which is something that you know when it when it comes to let's just start let's just. Let's start in the bigger, the bigger portion of the quote-unquote media, uh, where the where they take these things out of context. Uh, I've seen it in late night. I've seen it in sports uh, analysis. I've seen it in the regular news. It, it, it's that it's just something that's easy to say. Here's a quick sound clip, and let me push this out, and then so we can have a nice five-minute segment on it, so we can get the fa- like the the base just riled up it's it's something that fox news is is really really good at uh, but in terms of you know them and, and other other conservative sources they're they're able to uh, contort that into something else and take the meaning just out of proportion but again i'm talking about the 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 whole of the quote unquote media uh, i sound like like a alex jones or like like one of these other jackasses who are like the media which does not make me feel good to be compared to that red-faced ogre. You wish he was an ogre. But I mean I'm, but so so that's the larger that's the larger context of of what an outlet does. <clears throat> um now the now the thing in terms of of uh sports commentators or sports analysis rather not sports commentators cuz those are two different things, but Sports analyst, someone who goes on to get up on ESPN or someone who goes uh, or the guys at the inside the NBA or, you know, the people at uh, MLB Network who host a show, which MLB Network's off of YouTube TV. So I don't know what shows are on there. MLB Tonight can't watch. Uh, I, it's when I, I mean, obviously, they need something to talk about. Um, when you when you have a show, even something as small and as worthless as Late Night Lately, uh, or any of the other bull bullcrap shows that I host on this uh, network, this platform, uh, it it really it, it 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 makes it easier for you to be able to go. Uh, this is what I need. This is what I can talk about because I know this much about this. Uh, I know everything about this. Uh, as opposed to sitting down and knowing the facts to everything and then delivering upon those facts. Uh, and, and it's something that I think, you know, it, it, and, and t- like, like, so take Fox news out of the equation and let's just focus again on sports. Um, a lot of these shows and particularly on let's going from the top echelon of ESPN all the way down to the bottom tier of CBS sports, Fox sports and, and the rest, anything that's not, a dedicated singular sports show, uh, like like uh, anything on on uh, Good Morning Football, they're gonna when they talk about something, a story like that, they have four talking heads, sometimes five or six, and and then they can they all they can all like cover that one topic and tie it into the larger picture, or if they need to, or just t- cover that one topic and and cover everything perfectly. But in terms of something like Undisputed, where they have uh, or get up, 
or uh, Stephen A's show, uh, uh, First Take, where they have where they have all of the this, these wide ranging topics to hit, and they have an hour show to do it, uh, or however long Undisputed is. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be those you know morons, mostly men, just yelling at each other and screaming, and that is like conversation. Um, it, it's it it doesn't make for it's not a good representation of how uh, 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 analysts, journalists, uh, people who talk for a living should be. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be a, a like a, 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 a something where you where you just bowl through half of a topic when 50% is is laying on there on the cutting room floor. So all that all that to say is um uh, Skip Bayless and <laughs> Colin is it Colin Hay uh not Hayworth is uh who's it the the rest of the everybody everybody who who's like one of those people are just kind of annoying and 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 stupid. <laughs> Take that. Next up, Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jimmy Kimmel's moms are friends. Michael B. Jordan stopped by uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live to talk about Creed Three and directing and a new and his new underwear ad. and uh, And his mom was there, and Jimmy Kimmel's mom was there, and they were friends way before Jimmy and Michael even knew each other. Whoever calls him Michael, if I was friends with Michael B. Jordan, I'd be like Michael, <laughs> Mike. Probably punch me in the face. And then same thing on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Courtney Cox. And Jimmy Kimmel uh, did, and this, and, you know, and I mean, all right, hold on, let me, I'll finish the sentence. Jimmy Kimmel and Courtney Cox did. Uh, I, Jimmy Kimmel had a, a Jimmy Fallon moment, and they had a little ex- extreme indoor balloon toss battle thing. Now, this is something that uh, really stood out for me uh, to me because when I watched it, it just seemed so anti Kimmel. This just seems like something he normally doesn't do. Like they, for, for Kimmel, you usually see pranks, you usually see lie witness news, you see the, the belly flop contest, but this, I'm pointing to the camera, to this the stream, this, uh, this extreme stream, the YouTube page, <laughs> what? This, I'm pointing to the stream. I, well, I love that YouTube stream, Jimmy Kimmel Live. My other favorite YouTube stream is CBS Sunday Morning. What else is in my uh, my related videos, uh, suggested videos? Uh, I love, I love my favorite other stream is The Daily Show, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Anyway, I'll stop. But this one stood out to me in particular because, again, it's so anti-Jimmy Kimmel. But when you, when you go on to YouTube.com, uh, to watch, to watch, like you don't know what that is. Like you go when you go to YouTube to watch this clip, it only has fifty four thousand views. You have, and it has the making of something that you know Fallon would put out, or even Corden's early years would put out, and and they would have uh, uh, ten million views in, in week one, where uh, or day two. Whereas you have a, a friends, like somebody from Friends, doing a stupid, silly thing playing a stupid silly game with the host of a popular late night show uh and and it's all commentated on by uh the the second guest who is a a big time uh comedy actor who is also promoting a, a show or yeah a show with uh, or a movie I don't know what history of the world part 2 is um what medium it is but also promoting something uh, a project from Mel Brooks uh and, but it only has 54,000 views at the time of this which is crazy to me and you know it's pretty funny. A little long, my taste. Speaking of the same show, Ike Barinholtz comes by to talk to Kimmel about 
uh, on the same set as the uh, the balloon the balloon fight thing uh, about uh, uh, winning Celebrity Jeopardy and uh, working with Mel Brooks, which is a great great little interview. Uh, very fun. Prince Harry showed up on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, but it wasn't in the in the fashion that I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I I think I mentioned last week how like how much I love like ex- extra online things or last week last episode how much I love extra online things. Uh, the but the the problem is when the online thing becomes the main segment for the show, that's that's an issue. Uh, for 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 the show because it really it really paints that the that the the guest was only there for a couple of minutes and this is all they had so prince harry shows up to to the late show and he's only taking the colbert questionnaire which is a series of rapid fire questions uh to and you can tell this is the first time i've ever seen the the questionnaire but it's a series of uh, rapid fire questions uh, to Harry. Now, this is the thing. Again, I don't. I didn't think I knew that they did this on television. Um, but he just asked like Harry, Harry questions like uh, eye over window on the airplane and and things of that nature. Things that are just so cursory that it just it, it's it's like just kind of throwaway. Uh, which I mean, to to them it might not be throwaway. This might be all the time they had, and they might have been like, hey, let's let's ask him about his book. Let's ask him about about his, how his pros his penis got a frostbite. His frozen, his frozen penis, or freeness, I guess. I don't know how his penis got frostbite on it, and or how about how uh, they have to move out of the the house that that uh, right? They have to move out of their house, right? Hold on, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan move. Let's see. They have to vacate their UK home, uh, Frogmore Cottage. So it's like it, like I like I thought you know something like that was going to come up, but. They just had a handful of minutes with him, apparently. Uh, but it, it's still, it's still, you know, fascinating to see royal, or like true royalty, pop by again. Again, I mean, you don't have to like them. I just think this is interesting. We still have true royal, we have royalty, and then they do this. Now, continuing on with Colbert, uh, he ended the. Uh, I don't know if this is. I don't know if Thursday is his last episode, um, but the uh, the Thursday episode, <laughs> this this the episode uh, involved. A regular monologue, and then you know a second desk piece. But then he spent the rest of the show. He went to Amblin Entertainment, which is Steven uh, Steven yeah Steven Spielberg's uh, production company, to have a career expansive conversation with the director. Uh, and it's and it's so I love it when shows when late night shows do this when they go out of their their comfort zones. And obviously they can't do this all the time, but when they leave their comfort zones. And, and have these career spanning uh, or I mean have these long conversations with one person or a cast or, or whomever or whatever it is it's it's a it's so it was so fascinating to see I think I think he also mentioned that it was um, uh, Spielberg's first late night interview so th- I mean that is just a sensational thing that that you can see and, and watch all these different clips uh, I kind of wish they would just put everything into one big segment which i'm sure that they would repackage uh later at some point but it is it is so it is so cool to see uh uh, spielberg come out and and talk about everything that he's done in the past couple of years and then john williams shows up uh he says et is his perfect movie uh and and everything like that it's it was great (laughs) i can but i can only imagine that the audience of that 
episode was sitting there. I mean, because there were barely any laughs, and uh, uh, which which doesn't matter in the long run. But I can only imagine that they were sitting there like, oh, I can't wait. Like maybe we'll get uh, uh, you know Michelle Yeoh. Oh, she was here yesterday. Okay, well maybe we'll get Robert De Niro. You know, maybe we'll get somebody uh, good. And then they go to the show, and it's all pre-taped segments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good pre-tape segment, but nonetheless, uh, I'll get into, I want to continue on with Colbert in a second, but after, but after that, uh, uh, now finally, Hassan tells a long story about, uh, crypt, crypto grifters. Uh, he does, he does a, a nice uh, segment. It's called long story short about crypto grifters. Uh, and, and then he, uh, well, in the, in this segment, he talks about celebrities, uh, who invested into like companies like FTX and that ended up losing you know a crap ton of money and they tried to convince regular people like you and I to do the same thing um, and then uh, um, uh, and, and, and it talks about other people who were in the in the crypto world and stuff like that but after that he has a, a nice lengthy discussion with uh, Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary who is one of the investors of FTX, uh, the the crypto company that went down? It's a uh, it's thirty four minutes long, but in, obviously in the show they had to cut it down to like you know eight or ten minutes. But the full the full interview is on YouTube, and uh, this this goes into something that uh, the Daily Show does that I like in particular, and sometimes Kimmel does it, and sometimes Fallon does it. Sometimes, you know, again, sometimes the other shows do it where they have these extended interviews and we and we get to see a little bit more of the conversation and to see where it comes from and see where it's going. Uh, and and it's it's all so fascinating to watch. I have to find a new word, but it's, it's all so fascinating to watch. And in the end, I really think it does work in their in their favor, especially for something like Kevin O'Leary. It's like Hassan was trying to, I mean, I, I, I mean, the word is confront, and and so I mean, I guess I'll go with it. I'll use it. The word's confront, and I'll go with it. Uh, he was he's confronting Kevin O'Leary, who I mean, I, I, quite frankly, comes in to defend himself, not with data. But he does have enough knowledge of how money works. Obviously, <laughs> look at him. He's Kevin O'Leary. Uh, he's also a guy. <laughs> I saw an interview with him years ago uh, or a video with him on CNBC uh, that said he was like, uh, in order, if you want to make a lot of money uh, and or like have a lot of money, have a lot of extra cash or something like that, uh, sell your car. You don't need to you don't have a car to get around. And I just thought you live in New York. <laughs> like you live in New York. <laughs> Of course, of course, you don't need a car to get around there. You live in Manhattan. You're trained right away from cronuts. Anyway, uh, but he he does, like this this interview is something that I think a lot of a lot of people in his position, and then you know, let's make it political. A lot of people on the right, when they're invited to shows like The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, uh, and and now and then, uh, you know. Uh, and then and let's let's go back to Colbert when they're when Colbert talks to Spielberg who doesn't a person who, who doesn't normally come too late night or ever if at all um it, it's 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 something when you can have a long range conversation and put words to uh to uh, meaning to words that or meaning to projects that you've been putting out or or i mean truly just try to back up something you've been saying is uh is kind of the one of the more adult 
things about it. I mean, not everything. Again, this is late night where it's built around comedy, but not everything has to be a joke. Well, Colbert didn't force anything, any any jokes uh, when they were not necessary when he was talking to Spielberg. Uh, Hassan, when he when he did something that Colbert did when Ted Cruz came on the late show early on uh, in, in that show, uh, they showed a clip on The Daily Show of Kevin O'Leary essentially eviscerating people who come on Shark Tank without any knowledge of what they're doing. And and then the, the, and the last clip was particularly brutal. And the audience just started booing him. Like, well, people in the audience, not the entire audience. But the audience just started booing him. And uh, people in the started booing him. And Hassan goes, hey, don't boo him. We're trying to have a conversation and then Kevin Kevin tries to prove it. I'm a big boy. He goes, he goes, I can handle it. Uh the, but I think I think the the overall uh conversation is really good. And I and I do think that Kevin he's a smart guy and he carries himself well. Uh, and Hassan is is you know just as good and, and Colbert is, is is the same. Uh it's it is so it is so great to see these conversations uh, be just be done on 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 things that are typically reserved for you know uh, uh, fodder seven minute segments where an A list and a B list an A list uh, guest comes in and then like a, a B list follow up an A guest comes in and then the B guest follow up and then and then we do music or we do stand up and then we head out and it, it's but but when now when we open up. To this type of dialogue, we can have more expansive conversations. So that takes me into the topic for the week, which there's no time for essentially. So this 30 minute show, John Stewart's a problem with John, the problem with John Stewart return, uh, and uh, it's a show that is on uh, Apple TV Plus. I was going to say AMC on Apple TV Plus, and uh, I think I saw somewhere it is the lowest rated. <laughs> late night show which is not which I'm not trying to slam it or anything but it happens to be the lowest rated late night show now that being said they have a they have podcast clips that they upload to their YouTube channel uh that get quite fr- they do better quite frankly way better than like w- the week of the James Corden's uh, uh show uh the late late show or like the week of Fallon and sadly the week of uh Seth Meyers uh, and, and, and so, uh, it returned, I decided to watch it. Oh, and then, uh, 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 uh what's his name? John Oliver came back to, I don't know if I, I, I talked, he, it's, uh, it was great. They talked about our artificial intelligence this week, I believe, uh, classic John Oliver, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the, I want to talk about Stewart. John, uh, so the, the problem with John Stewart debuted last year or the, the fall of, uh, two years ago. Uh, to like four episodes, and then they came back the next year around this time with four more episodes, and it seems that they're continuing on that trend. Uh, there's there's something to the way they're releasing these the show that that works in its favor. It does need to have more if they're going to do kind of like quarterly. They should do quarterly releases. They should do or quarterly seasons rather. They they called this season two part two. Uh, which is a, a way for Apple to pay him less I, and the writers less. I know how it works. I know how those things work. Um, uh, and it's, it's. Uh, I, I, I think that they need to bump up the output because I, this show, if you t- like, oh, Jesus, if you take um, John Oliver's show uh, last week tonight and 
And if you take, you know, a closer look from Late Night with Seth Meyers and Meanwhile from uh, Colbert, uh, these are they they all those are all uh, segments or shows that cover one topic and then they go re- in on it really hard. And the, so add j- problem with Jon Stewart to that situation. Uh, and 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 I think he does a very similar and admirable yet different job compared to uh, to 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 those other I was gonna say contemporaries but I think that's the word contemporaries uh, wait I and 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 you know when I watched the show I watched the first episode and I, and I didn't it wasn't really working for me and I you know I would pop my head in every, every so often uh, and I, I really think that, what am I trying to say? The, I, the episode I watched today for season two, part two was about guns and the things that worked, worked really well. The, the, uh, the interview he had with Oklahoma state Senator Nathan Dom was, uh, I think I th- it did its job. It was, it was very, if you didn't, if you, it was, it was good. If you didn't, um, get enraged by it. By how this how this Oklahoma State senator uh, is defending you know having guns everywhere and, and fifty thousand deaths and, and such, uh, it's then then you, I, then I don't know what's wrong with you, uh, and and but the thing I think the things that don't work and then the panel the panel works too so the show so here's how the show's format goes it goes uh, a kind of a monologue thing, <laughs> then a panel and then some type of long form piece or interview. I think the panel and the interview are 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 just leagues ahead of what the monologue is. The monologue is kind of the ramblings of an old guy. It just it I don't I, don't, I mean I don't know I don't know if there are jokes in there. Uh, it doesn't really pay off, and it's not really fun to watch. Uh, but when you but when he, when he moves on to the panel and they have these condensed conversations uh involving uh uh one or two or three other people uh it's it, it works it works really well things kind of move along because he's facilitating conversation and it it's like uh it feels like um news news comic-con <laughs> news con so this interview with nathan dom in particular john is i mean it's, it's something that i know his fans uh his his fans who I can only determine love going to Reddit, love Rick and Morty and are atheists <laughs> and proud of it. His fans are something like this is like, this is something that they enjoy. And this was a fantastic interview and it really stands out uh, from what everyone, with the exception of Hassan did this week and, and what Colbert did this week, but from what everyone does in general is something it's like, and it's what was what he perfected with John Stewart, perfected on the daily show is this this kind of uh journalism this uh, uh, uh interview style where there are facts jesus where there are facts presented and 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 they're able to be backed up and 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 he's able to roundabout get the person uh talking the person he's interviewing uh, and, and, and to 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 talk about the issue at hand and get them to kind of agree with what he's saying, um, and then I mean, and, and he does he does something that you know you don't really see when when you watch 
CBS News or ABC or uh, uh, NBC or CNN or MSNBC. I'll just name all the news channels that I watch. Uh, but I mean, but what? But again, it's some. He does. He does something that that they don't do, but that there's no room for them to do because they can't afford to go to one side or the other. Uh, and that is, he gets emotional. Uh, and I'm not saying like crying or anything, but he do, he gets emotional when delivering these facts to this person who does not seem to want to listen. And he's not talking about changing the guy's mind. He's talking about listening and understanding the problem at hand, which happens to be gun control. Uh, he's, he's not, and, 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 and John is very smart in the interview in that he's, he's not saying that, uh, he's, he's, um, for taking guns away from people. He's for keeping all of them, you know, off the streets and unpermitted hands and such. And, and I mean, it's, it's just a great, great interview that, uh, that really the show should prop itself up on as opposed to that first segment where it's him kind of delivering jokes and the audience not laughing. Well, I mean, then that's, again, that's not, again, I don't say these things to be a slam in this show. Uh, he, it's, it's just something that, that monologue is missing something that, Jokes. It's missing jokes. <laughs> Again, no slam. I, you know, a, a long time ago, when the sh- when when John the problem with John Stewart was like John Stewart's Apple TV show, and it was announced that he was getting a a, a kind of late night show. Um, this was during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, rather. And I was a part of an organization that was open to was trying to help people of color and women uh, get jobs in the writing jobs in the industry and uh and i was on and they sent out i uh i don't know if this is i know it was legit because i do have the emails to prove it um i don't what is it it was like they sent out uh, kind of like like hey who's interested in late night writing and then you know a handful of us were like let's yeah and then and then they were like okay the problem the the show with john stewart on apple tv plus you can like they want you to like send in packets or whatever. So I sent in a packet. It was I think it was like a bunch of jokes and um, uh, uh, there was like a par- there's a section with like a paragraph or something. Like like why do you I don't know. Anyway, so I did that and then I got and then you know a couple of weeks later uh, I didn't get the job. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's the entire story. It's not even the story. It's an anecdote. And then one thing I also want to add about the problem with John Stewart is on the YouTube page they have a they have a podcast uh, and which I think really helps them when they're off for eight months of the year they they have a podcast that they upload the video from the videos from and uh, and it's not I, I, it says full episodes on, on you know podcasting apps so I can I can only assume that these are just segments that are cut out from it again I've never seen it uh, but they do they do look like they have a weekly podcast or at least semi-weekly uh, this show I mean what what I mean what is there more to say about the problem with John Stewart it's not it's not the most watched show I do think that the the YouTube channel uh, does a lot of the heavy lifting and the the um, uh, the monologue is just something to be desired about that. But the panel segments and the segments that come after the monologue are things that are more 
important for the show because he's he's much better with the Daily Show. Stewart and and same thing with the Colbert Report. Stewart and, and I mean with all late night hosts, they're all kind of playing these characters. But when you get down to the serious nitty gritty, when you get uh, that was the dumbest thing I could probably say. But when you get down to the seriousness, when you have uh, Seth Meyers interviewing a writer that he really likes, or when you have uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. I don't want to say, I was going to say talking to his friends, but that's still kind of funny. When you have uh, uh, Colbert talking to a business person, when you have John Stewart talking to uh, a, a senator who who is against you know gun policy reform, uh, it there's a there's a code switch back to where they're going from a character who delivered a monologue to a human to a human being having a human conversation, which really pays off for them. And and it's and it's not jarring because you know the jokes are over and, and when it's time for a joke we'll, we know it's time for a joke but when when the audience has to sit there and just take in these people when they have to take in uh, 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 you know uh, person A talking to person B then it really it really brings home the idea that you know everybody's human in the end and and there are human there are humans dealing with human problems or and then that can also turn into extraordinary problems so. There's that. Hey, listen, if you like this show, I don't know why you would. Head to uh, cpluscomedy.com where I uh, talk to your favorite comedians. Next week we have an interview coming up, and I assume it will be out next week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might, I mean, uh, it is a no, – I'm not going to get into the details of it, but I am mad at the format it is in. It was not my choice. You want to see a video version of the show, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where you can also see video versions of our other shows, other podcasts. The Constitutionals is a business, entertainment business news podcast where I uh, talk, run through topics. And uh, the LinkedIn Logs, which is a show where I try to become a LinkedIn influencer, the number one LinkedIn influencer. Uh, both of those are out at this point. If you want to see our premiere show news time, it's up youtube.com slash comedy. It's like The Daily Show, except way less funny. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at C plus comedy. Me on those, at Chad Black White. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends about it. And I got to get a theme song for this show. Because this is the end, and we're gone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>